Good evening. Welcome once again to the Daily Audio Prayer. And I am once again Sean Odenhall. It's good to be here praying with you, taking the time to do that. And today we are continuing through the journey through the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel, the story of Jesus told by the great physician Luke in the book of Acts, who wrote a significant amount of the New Testament. So we're in Luke 15, verses 11 through 24, and the parable of the lost son, which is the the prodigal son story, which many of us know, even if we have not been not grown up in the church it is a story that is, is quite famous in the world uh, but it has special significance to us because we see in it different themes we see humility we see uh, the results of sin the results of rebelliousness turning away from God turning away and going to our own desires And we see the amazing example of theme of forgiveness and the love of God the Father in one portion as we read it where he saw the son way up ahead on the road and the father totally out of character of Jewish men picked up his his cloak so he wouldn't trip over it and ran. Um, I remember a song in the 70s that was written in the early contemporary Christian years um, called When God Ran. And uh, what a beautiful story of God running towards us, making initiating his love. So let's begin this in Luke 15. He said, A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my share of your property. He divided his livelihood between them. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all of this together and traveled into a far country. And there he wasted his property with riotous living. And when he had spent all of it, there arose a severe famine in that country, and he began to be in need. He went and joined himself to one of the citizens of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed pigs. He wanted to fill his belly with the husk that the pigs ate, but no one gave him any. But when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare? And I'm dying with hunger. I will get up, go to my father, and will tell him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in your sight I am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. So he arose, came to his father, but while he was still far off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion and ran and fell on his neck, kissed him, and the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in your sight I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand, 
shoes on his feet, bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's eat and celebrate for this. My son was dead and is alive again. And he is lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Lord, we remember in, in another version of the New Testament where the son, it says that he came to himself. He saw himself as he really was. And we pray that First of all, as a body of Christ, as those that are seeking you today, Lord, as we pray, that we would find ourselves, what we are really like, and see ourselves as we really are um, with your love um, available to us and everything that we, every spiritual resource we have that we would be humbled and we would see ourselves in that state. And we may need, many of us, I do, need to be humbled and brought um, down low so that we can see ourselves as we really are. Pride and arrogance and sin get in the way and they cloud and deceive us into thinking that we're okay when we know we're not. It's incredible to us that we can call you Father. You took us, gave us life, adopted us, and gave a future in your kingdom. There are no words to express your incredible, undeserved favor. Saying thank you just doesn't seem enough. Even so, all we can say is thank you, our Lord, for having mercy on us and accepting us as your children individually as your child knowing us making that initial move by grace by knowing us first before we knew you thank you may our life constantly point others to you that they too might experience this amazing grace in Jesus name and Lord as we focus now on the themes of this section we pray for self-knowledge first of all Lord it is a good day to us when you give us a glimpse of ourself for sin is our greatest evil and you but you are our greatest good we have cause to loathe ourselves and not to seek self-honor For no one desires to commend their own dunghill. Our country, our family, church fare worse because of our sins. For sinners bring judgment in thinking sins are small. Our Lord, keep us, help us not to think our sins are small. Lord, help us to see just how awful they are. Or that you are not angry with them. Let us not take other good men as our example and compare ourselves with them and think that we are good because we are like them. For we know that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and all men's hearts are wicked and evil constantly. Let us not take other men and compare ourselves in all of these ways, Lord. And think that we are good. For all good men are not 
so good as you desire and are not always consistent. Do not always follow holiness and do not feel eternal good in sore affliction. Show us today how to know when a thing is evil. Let there be warning signs and, and clear direction that where, that where we are going is not the right way. May we have the same warning signs and people telling us like Pilgrim in Pilgrim's Progress, which we think is right and good, and how to know even what is lawful comes from an evil principle, such as desire for reputation or wealth by usury. Give us grace to recall our needs, our lack of knowledge, your will in scripture, of wisdom to guide others, of daily repentance, want of which keeps you at bay, of the spirit of prayer, having words without love, of zeal for your glory, seeking our own ends, of joy in you and your will and love to others. And let us not lay our pipe too short of the fountain, never touching the eternal spring, never drawing down water from above. And as we continue, Lord, we focus on humiliation. Sovereign Lord, when clouds of darkness, atheism, and unbelief come to us, we see your purpose of love in withdrawing spirit that we might prize you more and chastening us for our confidence in past successes that our wound of secret godlessness might be cured. Help us to humble ourselves before you by seeing the vanity of honor as a conceit of men's minds as standing between us and you by seeing that your will must alone be done, as much in denying as in giving spiritual enjoyments, and by seeing that our hearts are nothing but evil, mind, mouth, life, void of you, by seeing that sin and Satan are allowed power in us, that we might know our sin, be humbled, and gain strength thereby, and by seeing that unbelief shuts you from us, so that we do not sense your majesty, power, mercy, or love. Then possess us, for you only are good and worthy. And you do not play in convincing me of sin. Satan did not play in tempting us to do it. And we do not play when we sink in deep mires of sin. For sin is no gain and no toy. Let us never forget that the heinousness of sin lies not so much in the nature of the sin committed, but the greatness of the person sinned against. Lord, we were reminded of that as we speak and think of Moses when he hit the rock out of anger. His sin was not that he showed anger, which is, anger is not good many, many times, but his sin was to strike a mark and, and a, put a bad mark against the what Jesus did. That rock of being when Jesus was struck and put to death by the Father and because he did it twice, Lord, 
you were angry at Moses for that, and that was his sin. So help us to see it's not the sin that we do, but who we are sinning against, and the honor and the weight of your glory is, is most important. Let us never forget these things. When we are afraid of evils to come, comfort us by showing us that in ourselves we are dying, condemned, and wretches, but that in Christ we are reconciled, made alive, and satisfied, and that we are feeble and unable to do any good, but that in you we can do all things, that what we now have in Christ is ours in part, but shortly we shall have it perfectly in heaven. So, Lord, as we finish this, we have prayed for humility and repented of, of, of sin, of not being humble. And we have repented of turning our backs on you, Lord. But the good thing and the wonderful thing and the glorious thing that as we leave this time of prayer, we are confident that just as the prodigal, the father came out, he forgave the son and not only forgave him by allowing him to come back and meeting his own desire of just being one of his servants, but he put the robe on him and the ring, the, killed the fatted calf and did everything to celebrate. And he was back and you are so like that, Lord you look for the slightest amount of repentance and and turning away from sin, turning to you. You take great joy when your children repent, even in the slightest amount. So we thank you that where we are now is only by your grace. And the only way we can repent and turn for you is by your mercy and grace. For we are unable to do ourselves, we're prone to wander, prone to sin, prone to turn away from you. But may that not be who we are anymore in our lives, Lord, wherever we are. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for being here. Pray that this has been a blessing to you as you pray with me and take time to read over the things that we, the scripture that we looked at and meditate on those. And uh, thank God that, that though we all were once prodigals, that we have been brought back and we are the Father's children. And we will see you tomorrow. Good night.